0: the Friends Without Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton. Welcome to the show. Today, I do a little Q&A with my friend, Abby Crutchfield. She is a comedian out of New York. Uh, that's why it is a Q&A. She is in New York. I'm here in Los Angeles. Uh, I've known her for a while through her Twitter, which is very, very funny. Check it out. Curly comedy. Uh, and I wanted to know more about her over the years. And uh, so she's in New York. I'm here in L.A. And I was like me send her some questions, and do a little q and I think uh, she's somebody uh, worth noting, and I think uh, you'll enjoy her stuff too, so I'm kind of bringing that to your attention, if you don't already know her, or not already familiar with her, she hosted, uh, co-hosted a couple of seasons of True TV's You Can Do Better, and I've, you know, I've, I've done some time with True TV, very cool, one big happy family, I guess, I don't know. They don't invite me to any of the reunions or anything else, so uh, I'm just assuming it's one big happy family. So that's coming up. Uh, I went to a screening uh, at the Arclight Theater, which is a pretty big theater. It is uh, was the L.A. premiere of the movie Funny Story, which a bunch of my friends made. So because they made it, they put me in it, got cut out of some of it got Left in some of it, but it was cool to see. Uh, it I saw uh, like an early cut, did a little note session on it, and then um, it was cool to see it all put together on the big screen. Um, my head is huge, it's I don't think that my head is meant for any, any screens, but not the big screen for sure, and it's not because of my lack of acting ability. Uh, It's just because my head just doesn't, it just doesn't fit. But it was pretty cool. A lot of really good people in it. Uh, Like Ken Marino. I don't know if you're familiar with Ken Marino, but he, I saw him at the theater. It was with my wife and I made a joke that he was going to see this movie, assuming that he wasn't because that's just who I am. And he was there watching it. And if you're not familiar with Ken Marino, uh, The State, Wet Hot American Summer, Burning Love, uh, and and a million other things. If you saw him, you would know who he was. So I was kind of... uh, starstruck to see him there. So that was exciting and I guess the movie will it's going to all the festivals and I guess I'm sure'll I don't know whatever happens to it hopefully uh, you will get to see it and you will enjoy it. Uh, Ghost town podcast is doing uh, doing really well I, I actually uh, made it a point to make a mention. Of friends without benefits on Ghost Town because I feel like I've been talking about Ghost Town so much on here and I wanted to be fair. Uh, it is um, myself and co-host Rebecca Lee. We talk about all places that are abandoned, mysterious, haunted. Uh, this past week, uh, the more the most current episode is about the JPL and the occult. What is that? Only one way to find out. Search it on Google, or you could listen to Ghost Town, which is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And we have uh, an an Instagram, which is Ghost Town Pod. And we have a Patreon, because we would like to take this on the road, because I feel like it involves places, so we want to travel to some of these places. Uh, It is patreon.com slash ghost town pod. Now I want to talk about one of our sponsors today, BarkBox. I got my BarkBox. It's fun opening up, like unboxings are so popular on the internet or wherever, uh, I'm sure you've come across some, and uh, BarkBox makes it really, really fun. Really cool, high quality toys and treats uh, for, for all kinds of dogs. Uh, they were established in 2011, this dog crazy dog says company uh, celebrates the special connection you share with your dog, they have a monthly gift that both you and your dog uh, can't wait to open. Everyone loves opening gifts, right? We'll, we'll do it together. Uh, it has the same anticipation and delight as you felt as a kid for every party, birthdays, and Christmas. And if they were all on the same day, you were overloaded, I guess. Uh, super fun. And, uh, yeah, they deliver that to you and your dog uh, every time a BarkBox arrives. It's Christmas or the party. I don't get invited to parties that much. But I imagine they're super fun. So it's like that every single month. BarkBox ships directly to your door. It's a $40 value starting at $20 a month. Mind-blowing toys that keep dogs engaged. Drool-worthy treats made in the U.S. and Canada without any corn, soy, or wheat. Unboxing is a party for both you and your dog. See it heavy chewers? Is it allergies? BarkBox can accommodate those special needs. 100% happiness guaranteed. If your dog doesn't love something... BarkBox will replace it for free. And for a special offer, go to BarkBox.com FWB. And for a free extra month of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com FWB when you subscribe to a 6 or 12 month plan. So go to BarkBox.com FWB. Okay, let's get into my Q&A with Abby Crutchfield. I asked Abby about her True TV show, You Can Do Better, how it came about, the filming process, and if she had any favorite episodes.
1: You Can Do Better was a fun brain candy show that ran on True TV for two seasons, and it shot in Los Angeles. It stars Matthew Lakowitz and Abby Crutchfield as hosts that guide the audience of adults through how they can do different things in life better, like drinking, or road trips, or weddings, just little uh, lessons that you can learn, and that we the hosts learn together, and those lessons were learned by talking to experts, and also there were some sketches, and there were little um, interstitials, I forget all the names of the components of the show, but there were also experiments, and just a lot of different fun, and there was even Man on the Street, so it was a really fun single camera show that I got to do for two seasons, and I learned about it through I think an email from the production company, they were auditioning co-hosts for Matthew. So I had a little Skype session with a producer and Matt and we hit it off. So we shot a pilot episode, we pitched it to True, they picked it up and we shot the first season and they liked it and we shot another season. So it was great. I don't know if I had any favorite episodes, but I had a lot of favorite moments such as, We were going through different wedding traditions to see which ones we thought would be the best to recommend to the audience. And so one of them was, uh, gosh, I think it's called a black wedding where in Ireland you just get the bride and groom get pelted with a bunch of soot and food and garbage. And uh, so Matthew and I wore goggles and we dressed up in a tux and a wedding dress and just got like pelted by the crew with eggs and fruit and dust. And it was all over it was all up in my underwear. It was quite creepy. And, um, and it was great. We laughed a lot. But with regard to the entire episodes, I really thought we got a lot of great feedback from an episode where we explored people's open-mindedness about gender, and we talked about gender being on a spectrum and also how you can, like, respond to people's requests of how they prefer to be identified, you know? Like, uh, just kind of acquainting people with the idea of different terminology and what that means and who's out there anybody that might not be from New York or LA let's just say because I feel like out here um in different coasts you're a lot more open-minded about it and it's a lot less of a mystery but there's room for everybody to learn And that episode send a really positive message
0: I know Abby, uh, at least initially, through Twitter, so uh, I ask her about uh, you know jokes on Twitter, if it ever crosses into her stand-up, or vice versa, or if they're essentially two different avenues for her comedy.
1: I joined Twitter in 2008, but I really started joking on it regularly in 2011, and that seemed to be the time when a lot of celebrities and comedians were using it to tell jokes and all of the sharing that your jokes that your um, tweets were getting had more to do with that. Now, fast forward to 2016, a lot of what's shared is political thoughts. And that's important too. But at the time, there was this really great moment of me being able to reach a wider audience with different comedy. And I still do. But... For a stand-up, that's huge. So I was trying to help my friends that do stand-up to get bigger audiences because they were just asking me, like, how do you get shared all the time? And I had explained it enough that I just decided to teach a class about it. And so the People's Improv Theater let me teach a, a Twitter class there of just how to strengthen your comedy writing and tailor it for this platform and also use it to help you engage with others and develop an audience so it was really um, well received by my students who range from actors comedians to business owners and I think a lot of them still use Twitter today and enjoy it so hopefully that class made an impact but um, it's not the same thing as joking on stage I do use some tweets and then take them to the stage and I use some stand up and bring it back to Twitter Um, just the format changes a little bit in how you deliver it. But, uh, yeah, once you've identified, like, what your voice is and how you like to joke, you can have fun anywhere. And it doesn't have to just be on Twitter. It can be on any social platform. You can do funny captions on Instagram and, uh, you know, snap videos. Remember when Vine was so fun? You, who knew how many of us could be actual little filmmakers? But, but yeah, there's a, as long as you're funny and you're you, it doesn't matter what platform you're using. If I could give a basic tip on Twitter that may seem obvious, but that a lot of people don't realize, it's that how it's received is not how you think it's, <laughs> that's the that, that makes no sense. Hang on, let me start again. One main tip for Twitter that I think people don't think about is if you're using it as a tool to promote yourself, being funny and engaging and being positive goes a long way. And I think early on when people were really enamored with Favestar, they were worried about bragging that their tweet got a lot of tweets. But really, if you're listed on a comedy website or your tweet hits some kind of milestone and gets a lot of shares, then you're not bragging. You're just kind of bringing people's attention to it by announcing that. So it's a, I think when we're tweeting, and we want to acknowledge something good that we got, it sounds like we're bragging, but the message it sends to the audience is, oh, this tweet must be really good. Let's check it out. Oh, I want to share it too. So there's some, I think too much humility t- plays a part in, in your online persona. And it's not like, I just don't think it comes across as arrogant as you're worried it might. It actually comes across that like, you're proud of what you did and you did something good.
0: I asked Abby to get into her involvement with UCB, being on a mod team. Uh, I spent some time, uh, I did some time with UCB, and I asked her uh, how the work she did at UCB uh, impacted her career.
1: I've done a lot with UCB. I was on a mod team. I've done stand-up at uh, all four locations now. Um, Actually, there's a newer school. Let me start that over again. I've done a lot of work with UCB, both in New York and L.A., I've performed stand-up there and sketch. I was on a mod team. I've done improv there. I've done the Del Close Marathon. Um, I've been a part of a lot of independently produced shows. I've pitched a spank there. Um, Just like everything you can do at UCB, I wanted to give it a try and and do it. And it's been a really, throughout my 14 years in New York, it's been a really fun place to grow as a comedian and reach an audience of like-minded comedy minds. In fact, like whenever somebody asks me, I want to put together a web series. Who do I call? How do I even find these people? I think if I moved to New York, I would say, look on Craigslist. But now I can say, check the UCB message boards or check out any of the local improv schools because those schools are where people are trying to learn to become professional at it. So they're the ones that care the most and will do the best work for your project. How UCB impacted my career is the same way a lot of performing venues have impacted it in that It's provided me a platform to learn and grow and reach a different audience. So I also um, found representation at UCB. The woman who would become my manager was just watching a show and scouting talent. And even though I didn't know that, I just happened to be on a stand-up show that night because I was leaving town later that day. So I just wanted to get up on stage before my flight. That was in L.A. So that's been a really fun Coincidence, and a lot of like work opportunities happen that way. Not that you're not pursuing them, but you're just doing your job and trying to do it the best you can, and then people notice and pay attention.
0: Before we get back into my Q and A with Abby, I want to take some time to talk about one of our sponsors, Mac Weldon. They have a very simple mission statement to make sure all your basics and beyond are smartly designed and shopping for them is easy and convenient. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Whether it's underwear, socks, shirts, pants, they have it all. They have it all. They kind of started out with kind of the essentials underwear and socks which when you were younger you were like i don't want that as a gift and now that's all i want as a gift but i am somebody who's very particular with how things feel on me i'm a bit of a diva when it comes to when it comes to fabrics i just i want quality because if i'm going to wear a pair of underwear i'm going to be wearing it for a very long time it's not like an accessory i don't really wear many accessories but it's not like an accessory that i'm going to wear for like an hour or two and then get rid of. Uh, I, like, I'm in doing everything in my underwear. So I want good quality. And Mack Weldon has it. It's a premium men's essential brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. And most importantly, simple shopping. That is clutch. That is key. And I ordered a bunch of stuff from Mack Weldon. I wanted to order all of the stuff. But uh, I got uh, some underwear, obviously. Getting underwear... Was key. First thing I ordered I was excited. Got that. I also got uh, some pants, very comfortable but useful pants. Comfortable. So when I travel, I'm going to Europe for a couple of weeks in October. I want to be comfortable and I also want to look good and I want it to be something that's quality. I don't want to walk around Europe looking like I do when I walk around in Los Angeles. I want to look good, I want to look sleek. And I want to look like it's quality, and it be quality. And that's what Mac Weldon provides. Got some socks. Had to have some socks. Can't have some boring, lame, poor quality socks. Got some socks. They have great t-shirts. I'm going to get a whole bunch of stuff. But uh, the ordering was simple, easy to navigate. Didn't take a bunch of time. Wasn't all cluttered. It was a really, really good experience. They have a line of silver underwear. And shirts that are naturally antimicrobial means that they eliminate odor. Come on. Don't you want to feel confident that there's no odor anywhere? I do. And Mac Weldon wants you to be comfortable. That's what they want. So if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they'll still refund you. No questions asked. That's confident. You know what I mean? You could be confident in that. Like, if they're willing to just send you underwear, and you're like, I don't like it, they'll let you keep that pair. Awesome. That means, you know, it th- listen, they wouldn't be doing it if they didn't know you were going to love it. And not only does Mac Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well, too. It's good for working out, going to work, going on dates, everyday life, anything. It's all covered. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. And enter the promo code FWB at checkout. off your first order, macweldon.com. Enter the promo code FWB at checkout. All right, let's get back into my QA with Abby. I feel like I ask this uh, a lot of New York people, uh, but why New York and not LA? I'm coming from somebody who grew up in New York, um, and I love Los Angeles, so uh, I just want to find out uh, why New York and not LA?
1: Moving to LA. is always on the table because that's where a lot of the work is. Just like living in New York is because I can do stand-up here. I moved here from Indiana to New York City just to have more performance opportunities and to have more exposure to people in the industry who would be able to pay me for that work. So um, L.A. is no different, and I think both towns, New York and L.A., are pretty amazing. Um, I love New York because I've been here longer, I probably have more friends here. I also love that there's um, a dump truck going by while I'm answering this question. New York never stops, ever. I love New York. I also love LA. I think they're both super diverse, but the diversity I feel like in New York is you're in close proximity to it. From leaving my house to walking to the end of my corner, I see a ton of different cultures and faiths and um, lifestyles, and so I think that living in pro- close proximity to diversity makes you um, more familiar with it, less afraid of it, and um, just more accepting of yourself and of others. And I like the psychological effect that has on people. Like we're all in this together; we all know each other; we're all a part of the same community.
0: I ask Abby to mention anything she's working on, anything she has coming up, and any final words. Not final, final, just just for this episode of this particular podcast final.
1: So right now I am grinding with the old stand-up and auditioning for on-camera opportunities. I'm shooting shorts for whoever wants to shoot them and just submitting different pieces of writing whenever necessary. Here comes another truck. I'm going to say that again. Right now is a really exciting time for me in comedy because I have complete freedom. I am not um, shooting anything actively right now so I'm auditioning for a ton of stuff and I'm doing all the stand-up and travel that I want to do. I have a new baby and it's been fun growing and learning with her and kind of being able to be funny and be a mom was something that I put off for a long time because I wasn't sure it was possible so it's good to know that I can work just as hard as I did before and also have a fun little baby to come home to so i would say uh if you want to check me out live go to curlycomedy.com to see when i'll perform in a city near you otherwise just uh check me out on twitter or instagram at curly comedy because i update those regularly with whatever is going on and um yeah it's a pretty fun time we always joke around on the social who's we i always joke with people on uh the internet. So if you want to laugh on a regular basis and engage, I'm happy to do it.
0: (laughs) Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues.